0: Hello and welcome to Falter Ego episode 40. Uh, a year without a smartphone, uh, that's, uh, that's a nice milestone to have reached. I thought I would just talk about that and reflect on it because it's been a year. I wasn't sure how uh, easy or difficult that would be and it's gone rather well and I've rather enjoyed it and I thought I would share um, some of the, the wisdom. <laughs> that's a very low bar to be for wisdom now, isn't it? He didn't have a smartphone for a year. He's now wise. He used to have to go like live in a desert for years and stuff. Um, share some of the wisdom of having not having had a smartphone for a year and just uh, some of the things that I found uh, helpful in that process. Um, and so here's a little roundup of the year without a smartphone. The first thing, uh, the main point, the biggest selling point, um, selling, uh, n- no pun intended, is that it's cheap. It's far cheaper. I mean, it, the the phone itself costs forty bucks. So immediately, I mean, iPhones cost the latest one. I saw like the top end in an article somewhere. It's like yes, the top end iPhone uh, retailing around three thousand dollars. So already, I've saved two thousand nine hundred and sixty dollars uh, right there. Um, it's amazing to me actually that it's. They can charge you so much for something that's... I mean, it's what what a brilliant con that is. What a brilliant parlor trick that they can both ruin your life and your mental health and your ability to focus and then convince you that that's somehow so valuable that you need to fork out $3,000 for it. Can I harm you? I'd rather you didn't. I know you said you'd rather you didn't. i rather I didn't, but um trust me, it's gonna be great. And um I think you actually I think you should give me money for punching you in the nipples. Right, okay. It's a bit of a weird offer. Um it is we've all we all live in a in a global m parlor where we're paying people to hurt us <laughs> willingly. I love it so much. More. Just a little bit more. Oh, add another camera. Oh. Um, <laughs> take away more of my attention span. Oh. Um, so yeah, $40. Cheap. And they don't even sell it in phone shops. I was like, I went in looking for a dumb phone and they I've told this story before, but they just didn't have one. And every time I said I want a dumb phone, is it right? So do you mean that one over there? And that's the phone with the fewest features. I was like, what are the features? Well, it's got uh, the Google search bar built into the home screen, right? Straight away. That's not a dumb phone. You've already failed. Um, and then in, in the end, I had to go to, they said, well, the phone you're after, <laughs> they probably, they sell in Woolworths, the supermarket. <laughs> So I went to Woolies and sure enough, I just got a phone there next. it's just like it's such a shit phone. They just have it next to like, you know, grapes. <laughs> it's just it's lying there next between the bread and the peanut butter aisle, you know. Phones, shit phones. Um, so it's 40 bucks and then um the plan is like 120 bucks a year, which is, you know, it's exactly $10 a month. Um Again, versus whatever, $60 a month for unlimited data and all that sort of nonsense, um, which is then what that's costing six hundred plus dollars a year. So I've saved over three thousand five hundred dollars um, by having this shipment. So it's just much, much cheaper. Um so that's the first thing is money, obviously. The second thing is, and this is the thing people don't realize about dumb phones, is obviously you don't have to get rid of your smartphone. If you switch to a dumb phone, you don't have to ditch the smartphone. It's not like, some it's not a religion. So, like, ah, well, to join you must cast aside. Like no one's checking. I've still got my smartphone. It just most of the time lives in a drawer. Um... And it's switched off, but it still it still works. It just only works um, when it's connected to Wi-Fi. Um, so for the purposes of being out and about, you know, as soon as I leave the house, it doesn't work because it's not it's got no SIM card in it and no carrier um, signal. And so I'm forced to if I you know if I want to call people and text people, I have to use my dumb phone because that's the thing that's got you know the SIM card and is signed up to a service. But the dumb phone, the the smartphone, it still works. You know, I can still, as long as it's connected to Wi-Fi, it's, you know, um, it's fine. So if, yeah, if I want to, if I've taken some nice photographs, I still use my smartphone to edit photographs most of the time. I I love, I'm I'm very keen. I'm very into photography. It's my kind of only hobby, really. Um, And I get great pleasure from taking really great photographs and editing them on my phone and popping them on Instagram, because um, I think Instagram does have a nice purpose as a platform for sharing visual, um, yeah, sharing really good photographs. I don't, I don't agree with the fact that it's descended into um, a hellhole of fake wellness cures and people trying to sell you protein powder by putting on yoga pants and squatting on a camera <laughs> as if the two are somehow connected hey everyone just telling you all believe in the sunshine that exists in your heart okay great that you've told me that I'm not sure why that caption lives un- or what the connection is between that caption and the image of you doing the splits um <laughs> doing the splits in a, in a, on, in a sauna. Um, what's the connection there anyway? But I love, I do love Instagram for sharing photographs. Um, so, you know, the smartphone still does all the things if it's connected to Wi Fi. but the the handy thing is that as soon as you leave the house, it's doesn't work because it just doesn't connect to anything. Um, how long that's going to last for of course I mean it could be it's' probably only a matter of time until there's just blanket Wi-Fi everywhere um, which you can connect to and then you you know and then all then all mobile providers will be a bit buggered, won't they um, because you will just you just be able to connect to the internet all the time um, but um, it's it's good I what I really like about it... Um, is that yes, you can keep your old phone, you can keep your smartphone, you can still connect to social media. But the, the nice thing is it is it gives the internet a physical location. And I found that really, really um, just relaxing and calming to know that the internet is now confined to a place. I mean, that's when, when you, it's quite a paradigm shift when you don't live with that mindset it's very easy to lose all sense of perspective uh, it's just it's unnatural to be able to walk around and at any time just just you've got a portal to the the entire sum of human existence in your pocket i mean that's an insane amount of sort of access and power to have in your pocket and so just for the internet to no longer have For the internet to no longer be so entitled to my attention, you know, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the interesting thing about smartphones is as soon as we created them, there wasn't a kind of a pause and reflect moment was like, now, hang on a minute. Do we want people to carry the internet around with them at all times? Do we want people to have access to the news and the opinions of uninformed, you know? and social comparison and photographs of their friends at parties looking hotter than them and access to images of celebrities living it up in the the high life, rich, life of the rich and famous. Like, do we need, do you need that? Why, why should that have privileged access to me as a human being versus, you know, the tree that's opposite me right now? Because the tree doesn't get to follow me around all day, Uh, mostly because I would be, terrifying um is that sycamore I'm sure that's the same sycamore that was on the last street corner i was at there's just was that am i being followed by a tree um nature isn't allowed to follow you around all the time but this the phones apparently are and the internet apparently is so i like that the internet has i've flicked my fingers up at the internet And said, no, sorry, you can live in my house. And when I go out, you don't come with me. It's like a bratty kid or something. I'm going to come. No, you're staying at home, you little shit. (laughs) Stay, stay inside, you little shit. I like being able to tell, put the internet in its place. This monolithic thing that we've created that, Apparently he's the be all and end all of fucking everything. And Mark Zuckerberg, I'm building the metaverse and we're all gonna live. No, we're not. The internet is stuck in my house and it can't get out. (laughs) Um, So I quite like that. I like having that power over something that's, you know, supposed to be so ubiquitous, but actually is extremely easy to trap it and tell it to fuck off. (laughs) So when I leave the house, my, um, uh, my smartphone stops working, which is great. I like keeping the internet in a specific place and it changes your mindset because you you do get used to being on a nature walk or just out for lunch with friends or just, you know, um, standing in a queue waiting for coffee and your brain goes, Oh, I should be looking at something right now. I, I'm a, i am I ought to be I should be getting entertained by some content right now. So why? You're in a queue. Queues are meant to be boring. You're meant to practice patience. You're not meant to be constantly entertained. Only kings in Shakespearean plays who are are rich enough to hire a jester, you know, an on tap, (laughs) entertainment on tap, is meant to be the sign of some sort of lavish, gluttonous king (laughs) not us just like one we're meant to be patient we're meant to be life's meant to be have little moments of dull fucking nothingness you know um you're meant to stand in a queue and be forced to confront the fact that you're standing in a queue but but then it that just changes you're out and about i want to be entertained where's the con? where's the funny videos dance for me phone you know clap clap come on internet put on a show um it's nice to not have that head anymore to be in eq and just go (sighs) and just you know breathe the amount of incidental meditation i do now is fucking brilliant um so it's nice to leave that headspace at home. So it's cheaper, much, much cheaper, and it gives the internet a physical location and your phone stays at home. Your smartphone, if you've decided to keep it and not throw it out in some bizarrely unnecessary uh, commitment ceremony, um, stays at home and your dumb phone comes with you and you, obviously you can still call people and text people. Um, the other thing is, so that's two things, basically. Um the expense and the, or the lack of expense and um, the severance with the internet. The fact that once you leave the house, you you no longer have that need to be constantly sated. Which then, of course, has the ripple effect of making you more patient in other areas of life, you know? When somebody's telling a long story because you've built up those patience muscles, you're not, your fingers aren't twitching Because you're so used to being self-centered and uh, being permitted to be, you know, utterly entertained at all times. If somebody's telling a boring story, suddenly you're able to stick with that for longer. If you don't have a smartphone, because it's like, well, what else am I supposed to be doing right now? I'm not entitled to be entertained by my phone. Um, I'm not allowed to be, uh, I'm not entitled to be curating an endless stream of funny tweets and Instagram posts and funny videos and listening to music and streaming, bloody this, that, and the other. So you learn to deprioritize your, um, deprioritize your allergy to boredom and embrace it. And if somebody's telling a story, that's, that's what the present moment's uh, offering you. And it's real. So just, just be with it. And it's lovely um but the third thing is communication becomes a bit more deliberate like i said you know i've got arthritis in my thumbs i can only really text people now if i really really want to um and that makes communication less frivolous uh because you know it's like they say the higher the barrier to entry the more friction the friction point the higher the friction point to achieve something the fewer people are gonna do it and the more deliberately have to be in wanting to do that. I mean, that, that's why the comment sections under newspaper articles have just descended into absolute trivial insults because the barrier to entry is too low. I'll pick up my phone, read an article from the Guardian or whatever, oh, I don't like it. Oh, whoever wrote this is a cuck snowflake. Or conversely, if it's some policy about, you know, some something from, you know, Fox News or the Australian, oh, the this is fucking Nazi. It's like, well, you've only read the headline, you know, because it's just too easy. But if it takes you, if it took you three minutes to type the same amount of words, you just wouldn't bother. You'd be more, you would deliberate more and you would be more discerning with how you spend your time and how you communicate. And so that's the nice thing about having a, dumb phone is it does make you more discerning with your communication because it takes more effort now to do it um I mean that's that's I talked about AI a few quite a few episodes ago and how it's going to change our relationship with with visual beauty because up until now to produce something visually beautiful took a lot of human effort and endeavor but now if you just churn it out it's like well Something The image is impressive, but the fact that it's impressive is no longer impressive. Do you know what I mean? So if you could teleport to the top of Everest, suddenly getting to the top of Everest is no longer, it's still as, as high as it used to be, and it's still the highest point on earth. But if you can teleport there, well, suddenly getting to the top is just like, well, now I'm just not impressed. You know, if you remove effort, things lose meaning because it, to, to achieve what you've achieved, people have had to sacrifice less and made less of a choice. If everything's easy, if everything is not only possible, but incredibly easy, then everything ceases to be an, an achievement. But if it takes effort to text people, then it's nice the messages you're getting have a bit more meaning behind them and to message someone I have to really want to, because it takes bloody ages. Especially any, any words with two L's in it. Gotta press the 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 five the number five key six times. J K L. Wait for a few seconds. Because if you press, <laughs> here's me. I'll I'll do it now. See if you can hear this. Let's just write a random message to no one. So hear this, right? Here's me typing. Well, let's do hello. H E J K L. Wait. J K L. Wait. And there's the O. Right now, the problem is if I click, if I try to do the second L too quickly, it just goes back to J. So there's like it takes it really hurts your thumbs, and you've got to leave pauses in any in any words that have double letters. So you, you want to be progressing forward. You're impatient, and you've got to have a little half second breather if you're allowed to continue. So communication becomes more deliberate, which I really really like. Um, so that's the third aspect of it that I've really enjoyed over the past year is, so we've got the money cheaper. We've got the fact that the internet is now left behind, which changes your mindset. Communication is now more deliberate and meaningful, which I also really enjoy. Um, before I move on to my final point, which is about sustainability, I would also like to say that um, for anyone freaking out about, well, what I use my smartphone for Google Maps and navigation. Um, what do I do about that? Interestingly, not a problem. Um, I was, well, maybe I'm extremely naive and I just don't understand technology enough, but I thought that Google Maps required a SIM card to work. And I said, it's not the case. What you can do is if you know... I think if you live uh wherever you live your area obviously you can download an offline map um of a certain radius of kilometers I'm not sure but it's it's definitely a, a practical amount of map that your phone keeps on it at all times so that um even if you're not connected to anything like you know 4G or the internet it's all there and all the information is there and so I've I've been able to use that in for local drives of, you know, 5 to 20 kilometers. Um, but the amazing thing is, I, and I don't know why I didn't know this, but your phone knows where you are, even if you're not connected to the internet and even if you don't even have a SIM card in the phone, the phone has GPS in it. So you can use Google Maps and drive 200, 300, 400 kilometers. It still knows where you are um so i've just I, I thought i'd have to give that up you don't have to um so i've been on big drives you know i've been on to up to silent retreats and driven to temples sort of four hours away as long as before you leave while you are connected to wi-fi you enter the route you you put in the destination and click directions that gives you the route and downloads enough road information for it to have all the roads to get you there. You then leave the house and your phone knows where you are all the way along the route, so it functions as it always has done, which is which amazes me. It makes me wonder if <laughs> are we being spied on? What the government doesn't want you to know? What they're not telling you. What Joe Biden's secret. Oh, shut up. Um, (laughs) But um, so the phone, the phone will get you there and it's accurate to within 10 meters and the little blue dot that is you on the map is always right and it follows you there. So as long as you preload the map before you leave while you are connected to something, you know, uh, then you're fine. And yeah, it means a few little embarrassing conversations sometimes. Like if I drive to someone's house and I get there to drive back, if I've accidentally closed Google Maps or something, um, I've and I open it again, it's lost all that information. You just have to ask people, hey, do you mind if I connect to your Wi-Fi so I can reload or flip the map in reverse because you know, so I can drive home? Um, and there you have it. So... If you're worried about losing the abilities to navigate, it, it doesn't go. You just have to be a bit more tactical about, you have to, you know, be a bit more organized and loaded up before you go out into the big old world. But it still totally works. And that was my biggest fear was like, how am I going to go on? Because Australia, you know, is a big country. So, um, for, you know, there's lots of big drives of, you know, two, three hours. And I was worried about that because obviously um, Google Maps is a big help there. Uh, but it totally works, so there you go. Now back to my final point, which is about sustainability. The other thing I like about getting a dumb phone is that it it's it's got me off the iPhone smartphone train. That is now the you know smartphones are now being marketed to us with the same from the same marketing playbook that was used by you know Gillette. with their razors, you know, it's, it's got, I mean, it started with, it's got one razor. It's got two blades. I reckon the guy who came up with the two blades thing, the, the collective orgasm (laughs) in the agency, creative agency or brand strategy meeting, whatever, when he, he or she came up with that, the room would have gone, fuck yes. More blades. We can just and now now we can just say another blade's better than the previous one. Then it was three. Now it's it's there's five now or six. There's six blades and one on the back for precision shaving. The, the The funny thing is, I've I've used the one on the back to shave because if I go scuba uh, snorkeling because I've got a beard, the mask doesn't seal properly because there's hair in the way. So I have to shave this tiny like two millimeter gap underneath my nose so that the mask is just on skin or as much skin as possible. And I'm using the, the one razor on the back going, hang on, if this works, if this is just cleaving hair off my face and leave me with fresh, smooth skin, What's the five on the other side for? <laughs> if if the one on the back does the same as the five on the front, and it's like the one on the back is just like a throwback to the heyday, the, the original, the OG razor that was just one blade. It's you still there, the the old. That's the audacity of their marketing strategies. The old, obsolete product is still there, <laughs> attached to the back. Of the five that you don't definitely don't need, <laughs> it's still there. They're still selling you one razor that works cheekily on the back as an up yours. <laughs> How dummy you to think that you needed the five? We've got one that got the original one on the back that still works, and you still believe us that you need the five. But smartphones went the way of Gillette razors like one camera, two cam- a rear-facing camera, rear-facing camera with portrait mode, three cameras on the front, wide-angle, telephoto, four lens, five, six, seven, nine lenses. You know, soon it's just I smartphone just going to be a a disco ball of cameras that you can't even call people on. It films everything everywhere all at once. It's live streaming itself. It's a YouTube channel of a camera. Like it's just, you know, and every year they release it. And now you go, oh, fuck. Well, now my one's shit. So I'm off that. I'm off the, the smartphone, con, you know, constant updates trained. This one does, doesn't does matter. I mean, the, the great thing about a dumb phone Right is how can they ever how can they ever market something to me that's going to convince me that I need to get rid of the current dumb phone I have? because they'd have to make it have even less They'd have to make it have even fewer features. You've got a dumb phone that only calls and texts. Well, this one, <laughs> if you as soon as you add anything, I don't want it. This one calls text and has WhatsApp. No, don't want it then. So the, the only way they can appeal to me is by going even worse. But then that at some point becomes so dysfunctional that that's also not appealing. So I'm in the Goldilocks zone. It doesn't even call anyone. Well, then I can't have that. So there's no, if you add features to it, I don't want it. And if you take them away, it ceases to be a phone. So I'm in I'm in the perfect marketing blind spot where no one can reach me. There's nothing you can tempt me with. Because the, the more fancy you make it, I don't want it. But also it's it's minimally functional to the point if you take anything away, I also won't be able to use it because if I get lost somewhere and I need to call the police. Why have I got this <laughs> callless phone? but just buttons that you can play with to pretend you have a phone. Why did I buy a model phone? I mean, the only phones that have fewer features than my phone are, you know, kids' ones they give to toddlers, you know, with all the buttons on it. Each one plays an annoying song. So, but, you know, so that's that's the only place I can go. So it's nice to be off the marketing hype train. To bring that back to sustainability, it's... um there is a step separate to all the harm that phones do to us anyway, in terms of mental health and attention span and social comparison and social media and the, the 24 hour news cycle and getting absolutely saturated in so much negative information that it skews our opinion of the world and opinion of others and like i said the fact that you can't just stand in a queue anymore the fact that we constantly just need to be sated all of these problems the other problem that it fosters is that it gets us into this odd cycle of thinking every year and a half it's totally okay to want a new to want a new version of something i already have and obviously this isn't just smartphones I'm not laying all the blame at their feet but it's, it's probably one of the most culturally iconic f- aspects of our lives is the smartphone you know and obviously you get clothes and then they get old or out of fashion then you want you of those as well but with a smartphone it's it's like yeah it's been a year and a half they have slapped a new camera on it I need that one now and it's a, it doesn't really matter if Apple have released some cool ad that's written by great sketch writers or whoever, When Mother Earth, have you seen that ad? Where Mother Earth arrives, Mother Nature, sorry, arrives, and audits the company for their green credentials, and surprise, surprise, Apple's really good. Yes, it's great that Apple is going carbon neutral. What's... What's better than that is to not be constantly pillaging the earth for new things in the first place. And there's a, there's a real danger there that, because what, what needs to change isn't just how we make things, but how often we want things to be made for us and how often we feel entitled to have more stuff. And so what the the real paradigm shift isn't the shift from um, environmentally damaging materialism to environmentally neutral materialism. It's the abandonment of materialism in the first place. That's what needs to go. So there's a real danger that by becoming eco-friendly or carbon neutral... What Apple's really saying is, so now it's okay to want our stuff. Don't feel guilty. Want. Just want. Want as much as you can. Get a new phone every year. It won't matter. Just take, take, take. Yum, yum, yum. It's totally fine, guys. It's fine. It's good now. It's good to be greedy. And, and what that does is that it, it continues to foster a relationship with the earth where it is still our plaything, where the earth is still there for the taking, where the universe exists to sate our needs, rather than the correct relationship, which is that we are here, to nurture and create, not consume and take. So e- even if you're consuming and taking in an ethical way, it's still building the wrong muscles. You know, it's like it's <laughs> it's like there was there was a debate. Uh, I remember. I remember being a part of some discussion in a panel group somewhere, back in the days when I was relevant. Um, <laughs> but it was about sex robots and whether they should... It was, well, whether or not sex robots full stop are a good thing or a bad thing or a neutral thing... Um, And within that, there was also the subcategory of like robots that look like more like children so that people, you know, so that pedophiles can do, take their urges out on that rather than having to repress their urges or something. And my opinion, and I think this is the opinion of uh, quite a lot of, people uh and feminist thinkers is that i mean regardless of the pedo thing um is that robots sex robots that look like women or i mean as far as i've seen you know doing some research that look like exaggerated versions of women they create again it's the same thing weird comparison to compare sex robots to apple but um it's still the same as like, oh, it's okay it's not harming anyone anymore you know it's not I'm not watching porn you know I'm not um, propping up I don't know I don't know I, I'm not I'm not harming anyone and I'm not you know I'm not I'm not groping women in nightclubs anymore I'm groping the robot it's fine <laughs> which you know anytime you were saying the saying saying the sentence I'm groping a robot it's fine. It's okay, I'm groping a robot. <laughs> it's okay. How many... Uh, we're so far down the rabbit hole of what not okay is now that I've lost all meaning, lost all frame of reference. M- many not okay things have to have... Ha- this is what I'm trying to say. Many not okay things have to have happened for us to reach the stage where it's a normal sentence for someone to say, it's, I'm only groping a robot. It's fine. Um, But it creates the wrong muscle memory, right? It's still... There's nothing about groping, you know, or taking out violent sexual fantasies on a robot that looks like a woman that once you step out into the real world has fostered a happier world for women. Do you know what I mean? Yes... On an individual basis, you've done to the robe... Instead of doing something to a woman, you've done it to this doll in your house. But collectively what that's doing is it's still saying it's okay to treat women like objects. It's just that now you're doing it to something that can't talk back or fight back. So systemically, the impact is a negative one. And it's 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 not... Why? Why would you aspire for humans to behave this way? Why would you? You know, it's like Emmanuel. What is it? Emmanuel Kant's philosophy act as if by your action that should become the maxim for everyone. Like yes, you can do that, but why is that the vision of humanity you want to prop up? You know, so it's like by by having. Sex robots, yes. On a on a in terms, of, if you're looking on a scale of that evening, that night, and that woman, yes, it's worked out better for her that night, that evening, and this guy is taking his stuff out on a on a machine. But systemically, the message you're communicating is still that w- w- women are there to service the needs of men and be treated however men want to treat them. And it's only because women are so, you know, um, prudish or whatever that this guy's had to use a robot instead. Because that's the word, that's the, that's the primary word there, isn't it, instead. Well, I had to use this instead of a woman. So there's a, there's a sense of ownership there over women that's been thwarted and therefore driven this person to have to use a robot, you know. Or, again, with the child likeness ones if that's being you know flouted as some sort of therapy or you know um to wean them off or whatever um again it's still you're still communicating that kids are there to, to to be fucked by having the robot you're affirming you know the negative affirms the positive it's like you know by having the robot you're still affirming that that's somehow okay in some universe by making it okay to be ethically greedy you're still you're still propping up greed and so systemically and philosophically that's still you're still fostering a relationship with the universe that's unhealthy the universe and the earth and the environment around us, it still positions human beings as being the one to get to look through their eyes and look at the world around them and constantly be in this mindset of what can this do for me? What can I take from this? How can this serve me? I'm here to be satisfied. And that's not what we need. What we need is the opposite, especially in the era of climate change. It's not good enough for companies to be saying, oh, look, we've offset, yeah, but what are you offsetting? You're offsetting the fact that you've had to dig stuff up to serve our needs. That's much carbon neutral and carbon offsetting is something. But what's way better is not selling the thing in the first place. But they're driven by profit, and so they're you know they're going to make it okay for us to be greedy. But the mindset that 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 engenders in us isn't isn't a good one. So if they say it's okay to be greedy now, it's like, well, yeah, but I'd prefer it if you were guiding human beings to be happy and grounded and content, not that every 18 months we're going to be craving things again, but it's okay because the things that we're craving now are, are environmentally friendly, you know? It just, it's, it's just... It's 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 the the domino effect of getting us to continue thinking that way won't end well, and so it's it's just a communication. It's a communication that tells us that it's okay to have whatever we want whenever we want it, and that's not that's not the role of being a, a sentient spiritual entity. Our role is how can we, how can we make this world better, not how can I get as much stuff as I want and cause minimal damage. Like your, yeah, your outlook on life shouldn't be damage limitation. Your, our, our collective outlook shouldn't be what can we get away with? Because that's, that's what that is. Apple's saying... We're carbon neutrals, like you can get away with it now. You can get away with being greedy and it's fine. But what we should really be questioning is the greed in the first place. Like why aren't we saying, I'm gonna go and plant, I'm gonna go and volunteer for Lifeline this weekend. I'm gonna go and plant some trees. I'm gonna knock on my neighbor's door and ask them if they need anything. I'm going to not get a new iPhone for 10 years. I mean, I've said this before, why is it every 18 months? I mean, you know, I'd be fine if Apple sort of hired people, a huge workforce, <laughs> made the greatest new phone of all time and they went, right, our work here is done. See you in a decade. And then just fired everyone and went into a state of hibernation <laughs> for a decade while a core team of scientists figure out, okay, what's the next great thing? And then when that comes along, they revive the company. And <laughs> you know, right, we're back. We're Apple. Remember 10 years ago, we changed everything. Well, now it's changing again. These phones... Are transparent you can pass your hand through them they're immaterial (laughs) they weigh nothing they can be you can keep them inside a grain of sand um they're holograms they can fly um and you can put your consciousness inside them like that would be do that rather than the 56 phones in between that are changing by fact of having one more camera Oh, that camera's in 5K now, isn't it? Fuck, well, I suppose you've got to release a new phone then. No, you don't. Just keep keep that in your back pocket and keep adding to it until there's a substantial difference. And then sell us a new phone in 10 years' time. But this 18-month bullshit is just, again, it's greed you're allowed to get away with and that just creates a muscle memory for looking at the world through the prism of taking. So it doesn't matter if it's carbon neutral, it's bad for you. It's still bad for the world. It's still training you to be little, "Mm," like, you know, I mean, put it another way. It's like saying, hey, consumers, here's a way you can continue to think only about yourselves. Isn't that great? I mean, just saying that, you realize it's wrong. Why do I want to train people to only think about themselves? Why is that suddenly the, the, the North Star, the moral compass of civilization now? When you phrase it like that, you realize it's wrong. And that the carbon neutral thing, as lovely as that is, it's a subheading, it's a subpoint within a much larger, worse one. So that's why, that's why I'm also glad I'm glad I have my dumb phone because there's just not, unless I drop it and it breaks, I'm just not going to get another one for 10 years, you know, till it completely falls apart. Um, and then I'll spend another $40, you know, in 10 years time, instead of $3,000 every 18 months. Um, and it, I, it's nice to exist in a state of contentment. Yeah, I've got a phone that is so bad that if you improve it, it's not what I want. And if you make it worse, it won't work. So I mean, I'm just utterly content. Um, So for that reason, I would thoroughly recommend it. It means when the, when the Apple ads come on TV, you're no longer salivating, you know? Well, we did a, we did a sketch for the roast in 2013 where we talked about Apple ads, and we had this lovely sequence where Tom Glasson, who's the host, was watching an Apple ad saying, "No, I don't want to, don't want one of these. This is silly." And the the joke was that the, the Apple ads are shot so sort of borderline techno pornographically. The phone looks so sexy that you just you know become overcome with tech lust and by the end of the the <laughs> the end of the sketchy money explodes out of his trousers um, as, a, as a cunning metaphor for you know what um, TV was different back then <laughs> but you know but that's it you know the ad, you, you no longer feel that tech lust now when the ads come I'm like oh my god I must have it it's like no I'm not I'm not going to get sucked into the hype train anymore just because you've put, just because you've put a camera on the side of the phone. So now you can take two photographs at 90 degrees and create a, a stitch up. It's a new feature when you put two photographs together at 90 degree angles. It's the new, no, stop inventing fucking new words for photographs as if you're fucking pioneers. You're not pioneers, you're just, pointlessly foisting tech on us just so you can fucking meet have an even greater financial quarter well done um, anyway that's enough for me so to wrap up it's cheaper uh, you can leave the internet at home the internet cannot follow you around the internet has a physical location communication becomes more deliberate um, Google Maps still works and in terms of sustainability having one shit phone every 10 years it's much better than getting a carbon neutral phone every 18 months. Um, both actually better and um, spiritually better because it teaches you to not be constantly looking through the eyes of greed and that the earth is somehow here to serve us, which is not. Um, anyway, that's it from me. Um, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can support it on Patreon. Um... And if you can't be bothered supporting it, that's fine. Uh, maybe just share this episode with someone instead directly. I, I always like it. When I've had a couple of people say that, oh, someone shared your podcast with me through, you know, direct message. Um, I like that. I much prefer that um, than me going on Twitter and saying, hey, everyone, please listen to my thing. If you want to, if you want to find it, you'll find it. Um, but yeah, share, spread the word if you can. Direct message someone. Direct message one person you think would like to listen to this. That would be lovely. All right, thank you for listening, and I'll catch up again in two weeks. Have a lovely day.